Welcome to the First Time Podcast. I'm your host, Tad. If this is your first time listening to First Time Podcast, it's really, really simple. Me and my guests are going to talk about a first time experience. And uh, usually it's a movie or a TV show because that's what I like. But tonight I have a special episode because I have a special guest, um, an old friend of mine. He was the best man in my wedding. He's uh, one of my closest friends. I love him to death. I finally got him on the show. Welcome, Johnny Wood. Hey, Todd. How's it going? I'm going good. Is this your first time on a podcast? It is my first time on a podcast, so I guess there's more than one first. Yeah, there's always like uh, several. I mean, you can always dig for them and find. It's like most of the time, I guess, are the first uh, time on my podcast, too. But uh, no, I, I've been trying to get you on here. Um, one time you ghosted me. Several other times you just avoided me. Uh, I was like... Uh, yeah, you would, but that's okay. I know that you'll probably be the worst guest ever, and uh, I just wanted to like just talk to an old friend I haven't talked to in a while, so I'm like, let's just record it, because I can't just have a conversation, you know? Um, <laughs> I think we've we've uh, video chatted it like once or twice since uh, the global pandemic hit, since this podcast has started, um, but how are you doing, man? I'm doing good. We're staying busy, but I mean, it's uh, just always something to do. And I don't know. I'm, uh, Rachel and I were were taking it easy. Yeah, last time I talked to you, you were putting bikes together. Yeah. I, Did you ever get those, those put bikes, together? They're put together, but they're not well used anymore. No, so. it's a little dust on them. Yeah the the lifetime of a, a bike how it usually goes yeah well if uh you're listening to this and i always forget that like i have some listeners that either don't know me or don't know my guests i just assume like if you're listening you have to know me because i just assume it's like three of my friends but um if you don't know me and you don't know john and i don't know why you're listening to this because you're going to be bored to tears it's going to be us bullshitting for a little bit but um John and I met at his first job. Is that correct? That was your first job? My very first job. A month after I turned 16. Yeah. And here I know. I've known you for now half my life. God, don't say that. That makes me feel <laughs> old. No, Nikki said when I turned 36, she's like, you can legally date someone half your age. I'm like, <laughs> don't say that. It makes me feel old and creepy. But... um. No, we met at your first job, and I was like, that would make an interesting topic. So uh, tonight, we're going to talk about first jobs. Work sucks, I know. So I have a little fun clou- uh, like clip thing I can uh, hit sound. So, you know, that's usually I play like a movie trailer, and I'm like, what the hell do I play for this topic? I don't know what I will put in there. So that's uh, the one clip you'll hear from this. But... Uh, I'm sort of cheating because that isn't my first job. Shopco wasn't yeah. wasn't my first job. So I guess I, I spoiled the, uh, the reveal, but your first job was Shopco, right? Shopco. And it's sort of funny. We started working there together, and then like we realized after we started talking, it was a weird family thing. And apparently that wasn't just like our families, but a lot of families. Yeah. 
So as like, yeah. Your I, mom worked was, there. All your siblings, right? Or at least uh, one of your brothers. It was also my mom's first job. Wow. <laughs> and my sister's first job. And my brother worked there. Yeah, small world. My brother and sister both worked there. It wasn't their first job, but uh, I think they must have. There was some crossover with their siblings, at least. Um, yeah. And my brother, I think, worked there when it was Jack's. And I assume that's when your mom and probably at least one, uh, probably your brother. Joey was there for the transition from Jack's to Shopco. Okay, so they worked together. Jake and Joey did. Mm-hmm. And then my sister got on. And then it's funny how that all sort of works out because this was my third job, but um, it sh- it's. You had the, the mini. Yeah, I, I worked at the mini post my first job, which was uh, I, I'll do a little talk a little bit about that later. Um, but then my second job was the calendar club, which is like the uh-huh. calendar stand in the mall. In the mall. And then um, I was supposed to work at Blockbuster. So technically I was hired, sort of. But what happened was I had the interview and they were like, show up on Tuesday, wear the blue polo and khakis and we're doing orientation. And I showed up with all the new employees and they started like going down the line and they were like, who are you? And I was like, Tad, you hired me. And they're like, oh, your background check didn't come in yet, so you can't go through orientation. And uh, I, was, I was like, so do I just go home? They're like, yeah. And then when I was in my car going home, Shopco called, and, and uh, it was Lance. I don't remember his last name, but everybody's favorite. Um, I probably shouldn't have said his name, so maybe I'll beep it out later. But uh, he called and was like, we can offer you more than them. I heard you're a good worker or whatever. He was completely bullshitting me. <laughs> I, I can offer you like $6 an hour or whatever the fuck it was, you know? Uh, and yeah, luckily I started at five fifty there. So I think you were, you were, I don't know. Well paid, I guess. Yeah. You know, I had that, uh, big dollars, but I just remember him like calling and making it like sound like, with some kind of big deal he's like i can get you a little more than what blockbuster's offering so just don't even bother going back there come over here and uh i think about that often like what if that my background test had gone my background check had gone through and i just worked at blockbuster um be completely different yeah i wouldn't have met you and in turn would not maybe have met nikki and who knows but uh or if shopko did a background check on you you'd probably not be there anyway right i mean clearly they never background checked anybody there uh hire just about anybody but i remember you know like getting trained with you and it was just like uh you know i i i don't want to be like nostalgic where everyone's like everything in the past is better and everything now sucks uh because that job like the pay absolutely sucked the hours sucked uh, there were times when it absolutely sucked but it was fun to work with like a group of uh kids your age and and just sort of fuck off for whatever six eight hours i still tell everybody that was my favorite favorite job i've ever had yeah i I remember like the people to make it oh yeah i mean it's crazy to think like when i i think about certain people and i'm like how do we know each other and it's like oh shit shop goes somehow there's like it's like a fucking kevin bacon thing like six degrees of kevin bacon you can always like back to that job somehow it's like people that I don't even think about, like, 
meeting there, you know, or, or somehow meeting someone who knew someone there. And I think about like other friends that worked there. I forgot, like I forgot that Matt Duncan worked there for a while. Uh, you know, it's just like this weird cult family type thing. It's like, there's certain stores that breed that. And I imagine like other retail stores are like that too, but, uh, you know, it was, it was a family. I still like talk to a lot of the people that work there. Yeah, for sure. I made a lot of friends there that I, you know, we still see around, so still talk to. Pretty crazy. Well, you don't see anybody around. You're in well, San Diego. Yeah, I mean, when I come back, I mean. <laughs> so, first job was at Shopco when you turned 16. Um, flash forward to now, you don't have to tell the place, but what are you doing now for my listeners? I do home loans. Ooh kind of pre-qualify people for a group of mortgage brokers and we do loans. So it's like somebody wants a, they're purchasing a new house in San Diego. They come to you and they're like, get me the money. Pretty much. And that's what you do like morning to night, every day. Morning to night, every day. Do you like it? I love it. I, uh, I don't know. I, I like to be, use my brain <laughs> i like to uh figure out it's it's kind of a puzzle that you have to put together and every scenario is different and you know every there's a trick around the corner there's you know there's uh things to um there's always something to learn so we won't dig too deep into it but like when you were at shopco we were i was a little bit older than you and um when we were at shopco like i was going to Western Illinois University, and then you attended Western Illinois University a few years after um, I was gone. And then, yeah, you got your degree in finances, finances, right? Yeah, finance, and from Western, Western Illinois and Macomb. And is that what you sort of, like, looking back, is that what you were like, you know, I want to get into something with loans, or what was your, like, goal when you were getting that degree? I actually had no idea. I uh, was first a psychology major, and then I realized that I didn't know what to do with that. And then I, um, honestly, it was American Psycho that <laughs> <laughs> kind of put me on the, the track to want to do finance. <laughs> it's funny. I to be a, a psycho Patrick Bateman. No, it's it's funny because uh, I'm literally like I'll have to post a picture on the on the social media later. But like right above my laptop when I record this on my desk, I have a like two foot tall Patrick Bateman statue, and he's like looks over the the he's the only one that sits on my desk. Like the rest of them are in with the rest of the toys. This one sits at my desk. It's like weirdly uh, anti hero, almost like not inspiring. I, that's the wrong word for a guy who murders hookers and. Uh, has no emotions or feelings but it's like funny that you bring that up because he's literally like patrick bateman's literally looking right at me as we record this i have the business cards on my desk yeah uh, he's come up more than once like he's come up in several podcasts but uh no that's funny that you use that watching that uh, you're probably i hope you're joking or are you uh serious yeah it was um <laughs> i i knew i liked math but i knew that I didn't know what I was going to do in psychology, so I kind of just picked something and went with it. <laughs> and, uh, you know, how many years later? Yeah. Years later? 
and here you are doing home loans for um i i won't mention any names because you know who knows who's listening but um certain actors who are on certain shows that i watched growing up on television um that were set in high schools in california which i think is pretty it doesn't narrow it down very much but uh always interesting to go to think about like where people are i feel like anybody who works retail their whole goal is just trying to get out of retail like that's what they're constantly trying to do Mm -hmm. like uh and i and unfortunately i still know some people who are in it and hate it every second of it and i hear about it and i'm like man that sucks like do something else yeah, I mean, I, it wasn't my most hated thing. I mean, I I think the job was fine. I you could always you could always blow off some some uh, steam with your friends and the you know, but uh, the the customers really never got me that much. It was more funny than anything. That that job had so many hilarious moments that I still talk about. Oh, me too. I I always uh wonder if it was like the same type of situation like if we had worked at walmart or at like you know another one or it was just like a certain like chemistry or something about that store where the management was just sort of like lax on everything and we got away with a lot of shit we probably shouldn't have like i i I had even heard stories like after we had both left there um about how things were not at all the same and not because we weren't there. It was because, I mean, of course that, that hurts the business when neither of us are there, but uh, I think it was like management changed and they were trying to, trying to tighten up the sh- the sinking ship. That was inevitable. Like we all knew that Shopco wasn't sustainable. It's unfortunate, but yeah, that's, it sucks. Sucks that, you know, it's the ultimate demise of it, but I think it's the cycle that, that you know those kind of places have. Well, they they think, managed to somehow it, fuck up and sh- and go file for bank- bankruptcy before the pandemic hit. Like, man. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> is 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 Kmart still there? Kmart is gone now. In that spot, there yeah, is uh, Dick's Sporting Goods. That's right. There's like a whole strip mall there, but it's Kmart. I think Kmart's still a thing somewhere. Not here though. Yeah. They had one in Macomb, and that's gone too. Shopco in Macomb. That was gone well before Burlington one left. Yeah, it's it was. I think it's still no. It's a church maybe now. I don't remember if it's a church or an empty building, but uh, you can always recognize a Shopco building when you drive by. It's like oh, shop, yeah. that used to be a Shopco. I was um. Google mapping Burlington Shopco earlier today. Is it is it uh, like a church or something now? It's um, empty right now. They tried to turn it into a like a retirement home type place, like not not quite a nursing home, but like where old people would go and not have to worry about mowing their lawns or taking care of shit. Like they just have like mm-hmm. a small little apartment there. And their idea was like, let's put a, put a theater and all this shit inside. And like, um, at my current job, we printed like flyers or postcards that would go to every door in Burlington, uh, advertising it. And then I think they must've run out of money printing the postcards and it never happened, (laughs) but at least we got that money. At least we got the money, Um, right? 
they, <laughs> they made the blueprints for it because I remember seeing that. Right? They had yeah. How many people are they gonna squeeze in there? I don't know. I, mean, I, I think that would have been great. Just just to you know move into there. Right? Yeah, <laughs> everybody that we used to work with. Yeah, all, all of us just uh, set up shit and yeah. yeah. We just retire in our thirties and uh, start living there. Start living at Shopko. It's like a weird commune. Uh-huh. I mean, we, we just just thinking about all the like I said, all the weird relationships. I mean, we would go in there all the time when we weren't working. Like, mm-hmm. oh, we're off tonight. Let's go see who's working tonight. Why why are we going into work and hanging yeah. out with our friends? Oh, because our friends are working there. Yep. That was that was kind of the crappy thing about getting all your all your friends' jobs there. Was... <laughs> <laughs> then you'd all have to work at the same time or, you know, different times. There was nothing that will beat the feeling of coming in on a truck night and you'd open that binder and like put run your hand down like the schedule of who's working tonight uh-huh. and like you would see like the dream team it would be like <laughs> you know oh this person's working apparel like johnny's working like you all your friends work in the truck and it's like uh-huh. that shitty person you hated they had a they had a straighten out in the floor because they they couldn't cut it on the truck because because if if you brought an outsider back on the truck we would almost like berate them it was out. like a gang initiation right it's like either you you're in or you're out like if you can't fit in and, and handle it like you're you're gone go back to the floor and straighten up electronics buddy uh that's where we send the b team out back out in the sales floor you help the customers we're back here doing men's work yeah yeah and god um, like i said thinking about back then it's just like the, the shit we got away with I, I actually brought up some stories about uh a certain coworker of ours that's now a manager at another store here in town um, that would, uh, he was not a manager at Shopco. Um, I, I had to like carefully dance around names cause I don't want to just like throw people under the bus. But uh, I was talking about like manager to employee relationships and how this person was um, very not nice to one of our managers and would talk about his wife frequently you know what I'm talking about? Yes. <laughs> and, I, and uh, I was telling my current boss, I was like, he would show up like an hour to late to work. And I remember he'd be like, where have you been? And he was like, oh, sorry, I'm late. I was fucking your wife. Oh. <laughs> and, and he would just say it right to his face without breaking like a smile, without breaking. And, yes, completely and, straight. And he was like, 19 at the time so <laughs> so like, he's not gonna get his ass kicked in the middle <laughs> middle of the story he's just gonna sit there and stew on it yep and and the funny thing and I, i'm sure it's the same way that now but it was like you could not get fired there unless you shoplifted basically right you, you, you could that was co- probably how everybody that i knew that got fired there you know that we knew got fired yeah fired there got fired and, and I feel like if they wanted you out, they at some point they just had to like somehow pin it on you. Yeah. Um, but I, I feel like after like we started realizing some of our like I remember when a, a certain coworker got caught or I guess I don't know, technically got caught stealing, got fired. Um, and then we're like talking about it and we realized both of us realized like we we're the only two that like apparently weren't stealing. Like everybody's like, Oh, you don't steal. I'm like, no, I don't fucking steal. They're like, Oh, you think you're too good to steal? I'm like, no, I just didn't know everyone else was doing it. I think everybody was real sneaky about it. 
I, I I was like, did I get left out of these like stealing parties? Like people yeah. are like, oh yeah, I, like I heard, I remember hearing about like employees that we were worked with stealing like iPods, and they had a locked room, and you had to ask a manager to open it for you. How were they doing that shit? And then sometimes it came down to a fifty-seven cent candy bar that yeah that you lost your job for. Yeah, that was <laughs> that was the bullshit. And I I was actually again talking to someone about that, and I was like telling them about how disgusting the uh like the jelly bellies were i was like Uh, telling people never buy them because everybody stuck their hands in those and all the signs they had all around that were like don't eat the jelly bellies or you'll get fired like they were so worried about the goddamn jelly beans um they should have been i mean i heard they had really good beef jerky from from (laughs) from (laughs) the time that uh one of our friends went up to get it because you open mouth belch in his face and <laughs> hmm, is that beef jerky? You just had beef jerky? No, I, didn't. I forgot. Jerky about... smells, smells really good right now. <laughs> I remember when so many ill fated things there. Um, they put a cooler up by the registers of pizza and they were like, let's put a pizza up in the break room, which is a horrible idea because you can't cook an entire frozen pizza in your 15 minute break. So people would just take like, 45 minute breaks well my pizza's cooking yeah you know that was just an excuse the, um, the much faster thing would be to just put your pop tarts don't even take the plastic <laughs> the, the, the foil the, the foil wrapping off of them just put them right in the microwave and turn that thing on <laughs> what when that was like your first was that your, like your first week it feels like i don't know i think so i don't i, I guess i thought they were made of paper or something but that's that's foil yeah, I remember you put them in, and I'm like watching, and I'm like, "What should I do?" I'm like, "No, I'm gonna let this fold out. I'm gonna let this happen. It's not my microwave. Let's just see how this goes." Because I, I, I used to put like CDs and stuff in the microwave, so I knew what was gonna happen. Uh, I, I guess we needed a toster. But yeah, well, I don't know if we had one or not, but I mean, I microwave pop tarts. You just gotta take them out of the foil. I don't know why they put them in foil in the first place, but. Uh, you know, a few sparks here and there, and you got it out. I don't know fires or anything. But there was one fire that we had. Yes, I never. I wasn't there in person for that, but you saved the day. Like you physically. I'm trying to remember. Oh, I, it was. Wasn't it Josh? That was. Yeah. 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 Our, our buddy Josh Rice. Uh, right. I can drop that name. He he had uh, dropped a like a scanner in there, right? No, or it wasn't printer? him that dropped the scanner. Someone um, dropped the printer. One of the apparel girls. They. They had a label maker, and that thing's a big battery, and left it in a cardboard box. Took the cardboard box and the cardboard crusher. The thing got crushed, and it's not good when you crush batteries because they start fires, and that's what happened. The whole cardboard crusher got on fire. Awful smell. Huge flames. Josh Rice grabbed the, the fire extinguisher. He didn't really know how to, I guess, turn it on, or maybe he was just like, engage it. Like, fro- <laughs> yeah. froze up. He's like, oh shit, oh shit. <laughs> and I was like, I didn't know how to use it either, but I just took it from him. I pulled the pin, I started spraying. <laughs> like, okay, figured it out. <laughs> I've never, have you had to use one since? <sighs> Thank God, no. Uh-uh. I remember like going back and uh, Tyson had it on the, like, camera he like he's like mm-hmm. you guys come back and watch this because you like push josh out of the way grab it from his arms and uh put the fire out like a hero or something 
I it was probably a lot less cool than I remember it being. I, I was just thinking about like all the shit like it, it's and and you're not in the area anymore, so you don't see it. But it's really weird. Like in the last couple of years, maybe it's just like people just don't give a fuck anymore. But it's like anytime it snows here, places just close. Like like retail shops will just be like we're closed because of snow. And I'm like. I would drive from Macomb to Burlington on a Friday after I got out of class to make it to work for an eight hour yeah. shift in the fucking snow from a different state. And then yeah. people try calling in and the bosses would be like, go pick them up. I'm like, no, they're like, well, you can stay clocked in. You just have to go pick those people up. I'm like, that's not, I don't think that's legal. Like what happens if I get in a car yeah. wreck? Right. I don't think they thought that far ahead. No, and you know they know I wouldn't do shit about it. I had a shitty '91 Bonneville. It didn't. It, it'd get through just about anything, so didn't really matter. Yeah. I just remember, like, all, looking back at all the dumb shit, like all the safety hazards of me lift. Like when I when I was there, those were those were the days I didn't really love when I was going to school at Western and working at Shopco at the same time. Because I would work day shift on Friday, and all my friends worked nights because they were still in school, you know. And uh, yeah. so it was like me and a bunch of like people who should have retired five years ago. Uh huh. And they would just be like, "You clean up the puke. You take out the furniture. You reach up on the high shelves." It's like, "Why are yeah, you, you here? If you can't do work. anything." Yeah, you got a lot of bitch work in the in the middle of the day. Yeah, it totally sucked. Uh, like. Especially, I mean, back then I was a hundred and like forty pounds. Yeah, and I'd be carrying out like two hundred pound armoires and shit to people in like little cars. I'm like, this this sucks. Like, I'm not made for this, and I'm all they have. Like, I'm the best that they have. Speaking of one of those storage wardrobes, oh Jesus! I remember one of our uh, the manager that you're going to bleep out previously he um he watched me drop this 250 pound 300 pound big stack of furniture that was boxed up obviously boxed up huge dresser thing directly onto myself because i was like 140 pounds and couldn't couldn't hold this gigantic thing that i was supposed to take out by myself and load into somebody's car by myself when so I dropped this thing on my leg, and I had a permanent marker in my pants that was completely crushed after this thing landed on me. And I'm sitting there, I'm laying there for 10 or 15 seconds, and here he comes, just slowly walking towards me like, oh, you okay? Like, no, get this thing <laughs> off me. Like, what are you doing? No, I'm not okay. I'm getting crushed by a box of furniture that weighs double my my weight no get it off me and he's probably you know he's six foot four and and 250 pounds and could have easily just taken it out over his shoulder by himself but that that wasn't the no case there send send the 16 year olds out to throw it in a fucking rio or whatever yeah some fucking piece of shit someone had and you'd always take it out and they go i didn't realize it'd be in a box like you're lucky it's in a box if it wasn't in a box it'd be bigger stupid yeah (laughs) what do you think it came in a bag as like sawdust what what was your uh, do you have any time that you remember just cramming something in that those people definitely did not get it home in one piece 
Oh, I, the the one I'll always remember is Black Friday with uh, a certain coworker that I think had some anger issues. Um, he, he scared the hell out of me. Uh, this old couple, I mean, they're, I guarantee you they're not alive now. They probably weren't alive for another year after they came because they were just like, you know, the, the kind of old that's like, how, why are you still buying things? Like, what do you need yeah. Indians for? Um, they, they, the way it worked on black Friday was so much fun. Um, for me, it depended on where you worked. Um, I think you and I always ended up working in the back or on the outside because, uh, we wanted to avoid sometimes we ended up inside later in our shifts, but I always worked outside just bundle up and just load furniture all morning. And it went by really fast. Um, but how it three thirty in the morning, right. And how it worked at our morning. store was people would take a tag up to the register. They would call back to a phone in the back room and say, you know, uh, they, they would mark on crayon on, on this special day. It was a little different. They would be like, you know, this person, there'd be like five things on, on a uh, special for black Friday furniture. And they'd be like, this person bought a tan chair with the uh, footrest, And uh, they would pull up and we'd throw it in their vehicle and they'd circle around the building and leave. And uh, that way we didn't have to carry it through the store. Didn't have, you know, all that bullshit. And this old, old, old ass couple came and they had bought one of those card tables with chair sets and there's just no it's it's a flat table folded with the legs fold in and but the surface area of the table it does not get it cannot physically get any smaller it's the box is the size of the surface area of the table uh they pulled up and they just popped their trunk they didn't even get out because you know that would have taken another half hour uh so you know this co-worker smiled at them and hi what do you have and they showed the receipt oh okay he got one of those car tables and we go around the back and he shoves it back there and it's not quite fitting. And I'm like, Oh, you know, maybe we'll get some twine and close their trunk or, you know, put it in their back seat. And he's like, not on black Friday. We don't do that. And I'm like, but they bought it. Like, he's like, we're getting it in here. I'm like, it's, it just won't fit size wise. And he's like, then we'll fold it. I'm like, you can't just, it's already like the, the legs are folded. He's like, no, we'll just fold the table into the fucking trunk and it's not a problem anymore. Uh, so he gets it in there and it has like probably a good three to four inches sticking out the back and he just like sort of gets some leverage on it and like fucking stomps that thing into their trunk this this big ass car they can't see like back what's going on their whole car shaking and then he it, it eventually like the edge of it like folds and he gets it into this trunk and he slams the trunk and he smiles he's like have a good day and they're like thank you sir and they just move on I, just, I don't know how, like, when they got home, like, there's no way they got it out. And if they did, it was, you know, just completely unusable, completely folded. It never returned. No, just never came back. I mean, I know, we, I remember, like, after Black Friday, we would always have, like, tons of TVs in the back because those things are really shitty TVs. Yeah. Uh, God knows where they made those or where they got them, but we would just have tons of returns on those. I remember uh, another one where the same coworker loaded a chair up for somebody. Um, they came back around after they went home and realized that they had gotten the wrong chair. He argued with them. You know, the ar- it was like a chair with an armoire, something that was there for the entire run that we worked there that was like a, a Shopco classic, a staple. And I remember he like loaded it in their car and they came back and they're like, we didn't get our armor with the chair. And he's like, it's in the same box. And they're like, no, it's not. And he's like, did you even fucking open the box? I'm like, "Uh Oh, here we go. And they're like, <laughs> they're like, well, there's no way the chair and the armor are in, in that box. He's like, 
oh, you know, I, I only work here. What the fuck do I know? And I'm like, <laughs> he's like in her face. And I'm like, there's no rules on Black Friday. You can just say what no. you want to customers. There's no time for a manager to talk to them. Like, And so the lady just sort of like backed up and she was like, you know, I think like one of us was like, ma'am, they are, you know, the armors do come in the box. And she just sort of was like intimidated by him like i always was as like got back in her car and left it was just like i thought it was going to be a fight over he's like you know we, we got other customers move on yeah <laughs> did you have any uh do you remember any of the special requests um as if we were uh sex if, as if we sold sex toys there yes you can tell that story if you want all right well i remember when we were unpackaging candy to put on the shelves in the front of the store as it usually happened we always had some octogenarian uh, ladies come up to us and ask us for items that they saw in the, the weekly ad and so this old lady came up to us you me and someone else i believe but I guess we can't name anyway. <laughs> and was it an older um, lady that worked with us? Yes. 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 Um, so she points to something that she wants in the ad, and <laughs> I don't know how I'm the only one that can ever keep it together. <laughs> she was looking for a vibrator <laughs> that turned out to be a handheld massager that you could put, you know, on your back or on whatever sore muscles that you had, but I guess they, they didn't specifically have a vibrator on the weekly ad, but that's what she wanted to call it. <laughs> um, and then I held it together, and then I guess you two went and, and uh, hid and giggled in the other aisle. Yeah, we had a we, <laughs> we had a leave. I couldn't handle yeah. it. I was always <laughs> I was always the first one to break. I could never keep a straight face. <laughs> Um, do you remember our hardware yes. aisle uh, request as well? There's I, there's I, one in hardware and another in electronics. I remember that are very similar. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Unloading hardware, and the guy comes up to us and says, "Hi, I'm looking for silicone cock." <laughs> <laughs> I I hold it together. I know I know where it's at. I know he's looking for cocking, and he. <laughs> You guys giggle like little girls and <laughs> just go hide and crack up in the other aisle. And I don't know how, how, how I held it together because I wanted to die inside. But you always uh, manage. Yeah, tell the electronics one. Yeah, go ahead. Um, how old do you think this guy was? Probably in his forties. Yeah, probably. He comes in with his. Comes in with his daughter. She's probably six or seven. Comes through electronics. At the time, a particular Brad Pitt movie was um, popular, and it was out on DVD. And I'm not sure if we had it or not, but he really wanted Snatch. <laughs> and then he realized what he what he asked us for after he told us that he was looking for Snatch. <laughs> Quickly realized what he says. This the movie. Yeah, had to clarify very quickly. The movie, <laughs> very the movie, <laughs> you guys. 
I I think I laughed in his face when he <laughs> when he said that though. I I remember like some of the bullshit of uh like I'm not saying that I was guilty of this because I'm just gonna play innocent. Um, but there would someone would call electronics and they would like page it over the the intercom electronics you know answer 140 whatever and or line one and uh if whoever had the electronics phone at the time was on a break they would answer in the break room and they'd be like electronics and someone would be like do you have mario kart on wii and that person would be like oh hold on ma'am let me check for you and they would set the phone on the table and sit at the table and finish their food and then go back to the phone and pick it up and oh we're all out I remember like the first time I saw this, I was like, does he know that we're out or did he, is he just like a shitty employee? And, and yeah. it was a shitty employee thing. And, and that would happen quite often. I, I, I may, I, I'm trying to remember if I, I probably did it one or two times just when I was like super, actually super busy with someone else it, or, but most of the time I sort of knew what we had back there. And if we didn't, if I didn't know, I would go check, but like, there are time. There are some employees that just would not fucking budge if they didn't have to. Like they were not going to turn their neck to look and see if there was something. I think I think it got to the point where some people would just like have a competition of how lazy they could be. <laughs> I I remember one time speaking as, as sort of relates to that is uh, someone called and did that and asked like electronics, you know, and. Uh, do you have this game? And the person was like, let me check. And he's like, nope, we're all out. And they're like, I'm in the video game aisle. And I don't see you. <laughs> and they're like, oh shit. And it was like, uh, I, I was checking in the back. Let me come out and check. And it was like, oh shit, I got caught. And the person was like, you know, they couldn't find anybody on the sales floor. So they called the store, <laughs> caught him red handed. I, I mean, of course, we would call and fuck with our uh, friends who were working and ask for stupid shit all the time. Yeah. Because there were certain great. nights when there was like, we knew it was going to be dead and they're just literally going through and, and straightening shit on the shelves. Uh, and it's like, let's call and prank them or let's call and bug them. Um, one of my favorite parts of the job was um, deconstructing all the the shelves and when you took them off of the you know wherever they're sitting finding all the hidden treasure that had gotten shoved <laughs> behind everything and since then the company had marked it down 90 percent. so you would get these electronic deals for what used to be 100 bucks for like 10 bucks and, <laughs> and you'd kind of throw those away so nobody knew that you're gonna buy those at the end of your shift or you just go up and get it right there um about quite a few times what i was say what what were some of the things do you remember anything you snagged i remember i got like a like a dvd player and uh some kind of dvd player and speaker set nice and i think it was like a 200 dollars speaker set that i think it was shoved up in the top of something it's probably on like a top shelf pushed to the back against the wall where yeah. you couldn't see it and I'm surprised that even happened because we, I don't know, we had to take inventory of that. I don't know, that one. And then you'd always find, like, the Wii games or, like, GameCube games or whatever that would, like, fall down between the between the shelves. 
I remember when mm. like someone actually found a GameCube like in that room in the back. Like they would print the tags and put them out on the floor, you know, and mm-hmm. the proper number of tags did not get printed. So like one just sat back there and someone got one for like 20 bucks. I was pretty jealous. I think that might have been me. Probably. <laughs> I think it was. I I remember I had two GameCubes at one time. I don't know why I didn't just keep you one. <laughs> it's funny to think about, like, people would line up for Wii outside, like, the Wii's outside. Like, you'd show up to work, and there's a fucking line of nerds sitting outside. And uh, I remember, like, trying to get one for my mom, and now it's like they're all just fucking doorstops. Yeah. Bookends. My dad has been looking for one, actually, recently. Because <laughs> I don't know what happened to his, but... And I don't know why he still wants to play the Wii, but I think he likes the the tennis games. I've never seen him play this game, but he uh, last couple times I've seen him, he's been on a hunt for a used Wii. I can imagine your dad getting like really competitive on Wii Sports and getting really pissed when he loses. <laughs> he wouldn't say. Yeah. there's been a few times where i played and it got really heated with uh a few friends and i had to like just shut it down and be like we're not i I don't want to like fight over a video game so we're stopping right now that's usually when i got really pissed because i didn't get the the last laugh (laughs) i was thinking about uh the certain manager that watched you drop a wardrobe on yourself um I have a very similar story where I was unloading a truck and it was one of those Fridays where when when I was at uh, Western, they would send me to the back with a, what was the, the phone that was carried out the furniture? MMP or something? M- MPT. MPT. Okay. And so I, MST. yeah, I had that phone all the time when I was working, like I would work on Fridays during the day because uh, the art department didn't have Friday classes, so I always had Friday, Saturday, Sundays off. And so I'd work eight hours every day, get my 24 hours in at Shopco. Um, and he, they would send me back to unload the truck for like six hours before everyone else got there just by myself, which was miserable. Because uh, is like I would load up a conveyor belt and then walk to the end of the conveyor belt and unload it myself. It's like, what? This is so stupid. But um. I remember one time I we would get these big-ass pallets of things, and we got a big-ass pallet of uh, clay pots that would go out for, uh, like, lawn and garden. And I'm like, should we keep it on the truck? Or He's like, no, we'll take it out. And I'm like, do you want to get on the forklift? And this manager was like, you got it. And I'm like, this is a, like these are huge. These were not just, like, small clay pots. These were, like, what you put a tree in. And he's like, you should be able to get it. And I'm like, if this tips over, they're going to shatter. And he's like, just take it out. So I got the pallet jack up. And um, if you've ever unloaded a truck, you know that, like, the truck's pointed sort of down. Then there's, like, a little bump where they put the ramp to connect it to the building. Um, So you have to get momentum going so it goes over that hump. And so I'm, like, got this pallet of clay pots and i'm trying and i get to that hump and it won't go over so you have to push it back into the truck to get more speed and momentum pull it back down it got stuck like three times so i had to keep jacking it higher finally i'm like almost running down the truck with this thing of clay pots finally breaks over the hump and then once you break it over the hump it's like free and it starts coming at me and it rolls up my foot and up my shin 
and same type of thing. I was laying down on the ground and it was like crushing me and I'm trying to push it off of me. And he's on the phone and he's like talking to one of his buddies. He would call like for people that didn't even work there on that, on the work phone, like which is, he didn't have a cell phone. I don't know what he was doing, but he would sit back there on that phone and he'd be like, hold on. Like some fucking idiot ran themselves over the clay pots. Uh, you okay, Tad? I'm like, no. He's like, hold on. I got to get these clay pots off this fucking idiot. You know, come over and like push it off, and he's like, "Why'd you do that, man?" Like, you you had a choice. Yeah. Now, now I can. Uh, we could have owned Shopco and gone into bankruptcy ourselves. I know. I uh, I think the statute of limitations is out for all this stuff. But I often wonder about that manager where he's at now. Uh, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Because some of some of the other managers I still see out and about in different stores, like yeah. when when the Burlington store finally closed, they sort of uh, some of them went to like Walmart, some went to like Lowe's. I mean, they all Menards, they they all just sort of split to other retail places or retired. Uh, and you know, there's there's like a Facebook page where they they still meet up for lunch and stuff, but like it's mostly the people that were there after us with some of the old timers, and I feel like uh, oh, you know, we uh. Like, we're not part of that group anymore. Right. Which is fine. You know, we've all, I've had, I've only had one job since then to think about, which is sort of crazy. I imagine, how many have you had since then? Mm. I know you had one, at least one in Macomb, right? Mm-hmm. I had, I worked at a pizza place while I was going to school. So food service, what, was that miserable oh. as uh, retail? Um, it sort of similar. That was, that was fun, but I don't know why I didn't like it as much. I was like felt nervous going into that job for some reason, and I don't know why. I think it's because I, uh, I think when I was first starting that job, I I couldn't keep my schedule straight. So I remember one time I was supposed to work at like. Four on a Sunday, 4 p.m. on a Sunday, and we we hit it hard at like a, at a bar, as yeah. college kids do, um, through this night. I think we were out till like seven or eight in the morning, and I I went to sleep at Aaron Brown's house, and I woke up at like 4:30. PM. I slept in for my job at 4 p.m. <laughs> I'm like, oh, oh. I, I woke up to the phone ring. I'm like, oh, I'm supposed to be at work. That was that was not one of my my favorite moments in my life, but pretty funny looking back. I uh... Uh, but that job, I don't know. It um, it was weird. I I didn't like it. I think I think I liked eating there before I worked there because when I worked there and I saw how they made the food and then what it looked like after it came off of everybody's plate, it was pretty disgusting. Yeah. Which I don't think that place is there either anymore. Uh, I don't think, at least it's not in the same name, at least. I don't know. 
but that was yeah one of my favorite spots there and then after that you graduated you moved out of the midwest to san diego and you've been doing the uh various uh, various uh locations like i said we won't name names of uh where you work but um sort of climb the ladder would you say um yeah i would say so but all kind of doing the same kind of thing but just the different levels yeah um I I feel like uh yeah it's been progression but I um kind of like what I'm doing now so a lot more than I used uh, not a lot more than I um John's in the past so well, like, nothing compares to Shopco <laughs> yeah no and, and I knew we would eventually get on that topic and, and sort of talk about it I'll, I'll briefly talk about uh my technically first job I always sort of think of Shopco as like my first like job because it was the first job i had co-workers um strangely enough i had two jobs before that that i did not work with anybody i worked alone which is sort of nice i mean working alone's cool um until something goes down or you need something um but my first job was at a putt putt which uh was fun at times for the most part i met my boss when i had my first interview and then I saw him on the last day of the place was open. The place was open. <laughs> I never saw him in between. Uh, he would leave How me post-it notes. It, just one summer. Yeah. He would leave notes on our, we had a cork board. Um, we had a little wood hut and he would leave notes on there. If like it was my turn to mow the lawn or uh, he would post our paychecks on that cork board with like a tack and they were personal checks from his personal checking. Uh, so we never really had a report income tax on that because he's just paying us under the table. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it was like I would it, we, we either worked day like the day shift or the night shift. And I think it was only like trying to think of how it was. It couldn't have been like five hours, maybe the shift was. And I got paid like five twenty five. Um, and the great thing about not seeing your boss is that he can't really like uh discipline you or anything so it was like he would leave a note and it'd be like hey tad you mow the lawn this week and it was a putt-putt so there was like not much lawn at all and he had this mower in the back but um i knew what was he gonna do if i didn't so i would leave a note and be like the the mower was out of gas and i would just dump the entire can out (laughs) in the grass like what (laughs) and then uh and then he the next week he would fill it back up and put up a note and he'd be like, okay, now it's Peter's week. And Peter would leave a note and be like, uh, I couldn't get it started. And we just had this like fun challenge back and forth, like me and my coworker to see who could come up with the most ridiculous reason why we didn't mow until it was finally so one of us would have to mow or he would come in and do it while like on an off day or something. Um <laughs> But we had this little hut and it had this little color TV that had like an antenna, like bunny ear antenna. And I watched Seinfeld from the very beginning to the finale in that thing because uh, they aired it one summer, like in chronological order. And I'd never seen it. That's where I first saw Seinfeld. Wow. Uh, yeah. And, and there was an employee that brought in like a Super Nintendo. It was one of those TVs. You couldn't even like hook up anything beyond a Super Nintendo on that thing. It was a really old TV. And he did not like that we had a TV in there if it was up to him or I guess it was up to him, but he was very much like, 
if I come in and see you watching that TV, you know, it's like, what the fuck else am I supposed to do? What do you think you're do? doing? <laughs> if the grass is mowed, like, what am I, what do you want me out? Like, you know, like trying to wrangle people in? I don't know. Uh, but it was also I like. Imagine, I can imagine it would be too busy uh, during the daytime there. There would be um, different. Yeah, it would be weird. It would come in waves. It was like you would think that it would be awesome when it was dead, but it would just be so boring. It's like watch TV or I got to a point one one day where I went out and I started at hole one and I'd hit it until I got it in like one, you know, from like uh, until I got a hole in one and I moved to the second hole. And if I missed it, I'd have to go to the back to the front. And so I tried to basically go through the whole course and get hole in ones in every single one without stopping, you know, like consecutive hole in ones. How far did you get? I, I think at some point I got all the way around. It, it didn't wasn't in one day, that's for sure. Um, but I got really good at it. I mean, a lot of practice. But uh, the rule was you worked if unless he called you and told you not to. Like if it was pouring rain, he would call and be mm -hmm. like, okay, you're off today. But there would be days you'd forget to call, and it'd be like storming and raining, and then I would still go, and I'd just sit in a hut in a storm, and he forgot to call, and I'd be like, "Yeah, you owe me for the whole shift," and he's like, "I'm, I'm getting paid five twenty-five, so it's yeah. fucking." He's giving me like twenty-five dollars for a shift, anyways. But uh, yeah, he, he would get really pissed off, and he'd be like, "I didn't call you, like, nope." <laughs> you, you, you didn't just assume. I'm like, "No, you told me go, you know, go in unless you call, and you didn't call." Uh, one of the most horrific times I worked there was when this old couple came in and they got to like, they, they got through like one hole and uh, the guy went to use the restroom and he was in there for long enough that like, by the time he came out, it was like, when, when he went in the bathroom, it was sunny. By the time he came out, it was storming. And they came up and they're like, can we get a refund? And the way the register was set up, it was like, he would count the money against how many balls were in the last hole. Like, there was a bucket that would collect them and he would count up like, okay, there's like 12 balls at $3. You know, that would be like, okay, make sure that, you know, everybody paid. So I, I if my friends came, I'd tell them just not hit it in the last hole, but these people had only made it a few holes. They're like, can I get a refund? I'm like, sure. Cause you didn't put the ball in the ball in the last hole. And they're yeah. like, you know, we're going to go, it's rainy now. So I let them go. And then I went to use the bathroom and this guy had shit against the walls on the ceiling i just don't know oh. how i mean that was something that we frequently saw at shopka too but it's like how does the human body get shit on the ceiling i never i never knew that answer to that either um i can tell you it, when it's done on purpose um <laughs> upper deck it's probably pretty easy yes <laughs> <laughs> oh that pissed me off so Motherfuckers, much. yeah. Um, uh, I mean, it was always the old people that got it all over the the walls, and you just like, did you fall in and like, or did you just like have shit all over your ass and then you went to go sit down? Or I I just don't understand how it accidentally gets on there. Yeah, but I'm always like, you know, if I get to that point in life, just fucking put me out, like take me out. I don't want to <laughs> ever be that big of a burden on anyone. So, or so, just leave it in your diaper. Well, I, I like went in there and saw this and I'm like, I'm making 525. I am not cleaned up. And I had that same sort of attitude at Shopco. Like they would tell me to come pick up puke. I remember like they would call from in, in apparel. They'd call M the MPT phone and be like a kid puked over here. I'm like. 
I'm glad you didn't puke over here. Bye. And <laughs> they're like, well, that's your job. I'm like, there's nowhere in my job description that says I'm picking up puke, especially if he puked in front of you. Like you're not, you're not any better than me. I don't know how I became like the bodily fluid guy. Until, until D got hired. Then he was the, sh- the shit guy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> But th- this, I remember like looking in there and I'm like, I'm not. So what I did was I just locked the door and uh, I just let my boss discover it. And then after that incident, I kept like you weren't supposed to, but I just made an, my own rule when I worked. I kept the key behind the counter. And if they needed to use the bathroom, they had to ask me. And I'm like, yeah. no one's going to ask me for the key and then wreck the bathroom. Right. Cause they, cause I'll know who it was and never had an issue after that with the bathroom. I did have some assholes that came in. And they were like, if I use my own club, do I have to pay? To And I'm like, well, you're still using the fucking greens. So, yes, you have to pay. Uh, and so they, they, they're like, fine. They come in and they, they bring their own. Can we, can we use our putters? I'm like, I don't care. But you still have to, you know, you still have to pay the same. There's no discount. So they come in and they played a few. And then they were just being assholes. And they were like using them as drivers and hitting them against things and hitting them hard. And then eventually they were like they they like were hitting them so hard that they went out on Roosevelt somehow. And the guy was like, I need a new ball. And I'm like, you paid the rent that you, uh, go, get that one. you go get that one. Yeah. Cause I get, <laughs> I was like, he counts the balls and I, I just made it up. You know, I was like, you don't get a new ball. You pay to rent that one and it's gone. He's like, I hit it a little too hard. I'm like, I know what you did. You're an asshole. And, uh, they got really mad. That you... What's that? I said, was there ever a time when you had to, uh, I don't know, be security guard? No, that one was a little close because he was like, these guys are clearly confrontational. And then this kid, as he's walking out, um, takes a matchbook, takes a match out of it, lights it, and then lights the rest of the matches on fire and throws it through the window of the little fucking putter hut. I'm like, you trying to burn me out? Like, I should have called the cops on that motherfucker. Uh, He was so mad. And I was like why are you so aggressive, bro? Like, why am I that? Like my, I guess I was just like this smug little asshole behind the counter that he didn't like. Like I was some kind of authority figure that bothered him, but it was like (laughs) the, the, the way that place worked, like the register didn't even add up total. So you had to do, I mean, it was like $3 for adults, $2 for kids or something. So it was always easy. Um, but it, it, the register was just uh, basically just a cash box. It didn't even add up totals. Um, the PA system was a microphone that he had laying next to a radio. And he no. would be like, you have to play the country station. That lasted like a whole day for me until I yeah. would play. And then he and then he, he would be like, I came in and the radio station was changed. You need to keep it on country. And I'm like, okay, I'll just turn it to country before I go home. Yeah. Uh, because I'm not doing that, but the, the, my coworker, there was two coworkers. There was a girl that, you know, sexist. He didn't make her ever um, mow the lawn. It was just me and the other guy. There was only three of us, two guys and one girl. Um, and then the the other guy, he made me look like a saint because he would hold poker tournaments out there and he'd have people bring out the tables and he would just be playing poker or he would put up a sign wake me up if you want to putt and he would he would be hungover and he would be sleeping in the hut and people had a knock to wake him up he would sleep in there <laughs> who are you gonna complain to yeah i mean when what, you never see your boss like you yeah what, what are you gonna do post it on post it on yelp 
Yeah. No. <laughs> and the funny thing was, like, uh, looking back, there was so many red flags. Like, we would empty, we would take out the cash from the register into like one of those bank deposit bags with a zipper, no key, mm-hmm. no lock on it or anything, and it just had like dollar signs drawn with magic marker on it. And we carry it from there and put it in the back of Dairy Queen. It was like all it took was like one person to like watch us and figure out like, oh, I could just like hit this 140 pound dude on the head and steal like the two hundred dollars or whatever yeah. we made that day. But I was like, there's so many days where I'm just like, I'm going to get robbed, you know? Yeah. <laughs> there were a few times that... when my coworker, he he had a call, like uh, a friend to come out because there would be like a car waiting in the parking lot. And he'd be like, I don't I don't know what this guy's waiting on, but um, I'm not going to find out for this job. So I remember, well, I guess after school, after college, I worked at GNC right after that. So before I came to San Diego and for some reason after we closed the store I guess I didn't want any cash left in the store overnight there's no safe or anything so we would just I don't know take all the cash and everything and we'd make the drop off at the bank it wasn't that far but it was I don't know always they, they make always, you like, feel uneasy take, yeah they always tell you to take like different routes and stuff I'm like mm. I don't know. It's like, is this job worth it? Yeah. Yeah. You're going to beat me up outside of the parking lot for 150 bucks. Yeah. It's like, if shit goes south, you can have the money. This job isn't worth it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'd just give it to you at that point. I remember there was even like a stupid fucking rule where it would be like, you can have one soda per shift, but you can't have ice cream because it's the same owner that did Dairy Queen and uh, the Putt Putt. And I'm like, you cheap motherfucker. I can't even get an ice cream cone. Yeah. Ugh. 525 he's paying me and I can't get an ice cream cone. And yep. that place isn't there either. Huh. No, they no. tore it down the summer like the summer right or the it's probably the the winter right after uh to build Fun City. And I remember mm-hmm. I applied for a job at Fun City. They had a job fair. And I thought this was a surefire way to get hired. In retrospect, it was a bad idea. I went to the open interviews and they said, why do you think this job's a fit for you? And I said, because you tore down my old job and you owe me. (laughs) And I never got a call back. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, valid. Yeah, I was like, I worked at the putt-putt here. And I was like, if you guys have a putt-putt or arcade or something, you know, I worked at the putt-putt. I can handle it. But I probably shouldn't have said, like, and you owe me. You know, they don't owe me shit. And I never got hired. (laughs) (laughs) This this one time, I remember a woman pulled up and hit the gas instead of the brake. Like, she's pulling up to Dairy Queen. And she missed the gas, uh, like, line into the building by, like, inches. And I just always think about, like, what if she would have just fucking smoked that thing? Like, I might not be here today, or I would have saw a gnarly, like, explosion. Ooh. That, uh, they had it right next to the, the parking? Well, it's, like, oh. on the side of the building, right next to a bench. And oh. she she was pulling into a parking spot, hit gas instead of brake, and slammed into this bench so hard that it went in between her hood and the bumper in that, like, space where your grill and your, your uh, headlights are. And it stuck to her car, and, like, her car bounced and started going backwards, and it took the bench with it. And then she, like, in a panic, tried to hit the brake again and hit the gas again and fucking smoked the building with the – this time with the bench stuck in her car. 
and it was like literally like six inches away from the gas thing. And I, I'm guess if she would have been one parking spot over or, you know, in the spot crooked, she would have smoked that thing. Wow. So they probably should have put it in the back, but the Dairy Queen's still there and standing and no one's, I, I, they might've put like a, some steel bars in front of it or something. So that wouldn't happen. Cause that could have like, I remember like telling my boss, I'm like, that's, you know, I'm surprised that hasn't happened yet. Wow. Yeah. Pretty wild. I forgot that you worked at GNC too. Yeah. I kind of did until I, <laughs> until right now. Thought about it now. <laughs> well, yeah. let's take a quick break to hear from the prescribed film podcast network. And then, um, I have a, a short little clip someone sent in and I have a, um, a listener who, who left a message. So we'll play that and then, um, we'll wrap up. So, uh, we'll be right back. You're listening to the prescribed films podcast network home to hundreds of hours of free podcast entertainment. The shows on this network all have a common goal, providing you with the best discussions about movies and other forms of entertainment media. The PFPN hopes to fill your ear holes with audio joy. Visit our website with links to all the other amazing shows at www.thepfpn.com. Thanks for listening. Okay, and I'm back. Uh, I asked people on our Facebook page um, to tell me about their first jobs. So I have um, a few responses. My first one is from our friend, Patty French. She said, at 14, I worked for Rainbow Carpet Cleaners. Me and my bestie would go over to this guy's basement and called people to ask if they needed their carpet cleaned. I never would have let Bree do that, who's her daughter, and it was kind of creepy. Uh, yeah, looking back, there are some sketchy things I probably shouldn't have been doing at my age for work. I remember one time this uh, technically wasn't a job, but I, I was in high school and I worked at a radio station and they gave me, it was for an auction. I was running from like the phones to the person on air and how they paid me was anything that they didn't sell in the auction I could choose from. And I chose a gift certificate for a formal place so I wouldn't have to pay for my tux for prom efficient yeah i was like oh. that's like a hundred a good hundred dollars there that i'm saving and uh yeah. we were poor so i'm like that's what i'm doing there's probably better coupons that would for a, a high school kid but uh i was yeah economically thinking like what would save me the most money did you have any like sketch sketch jobs that you did like or or sketch moments at jobs where you're like uh probably not safe or obviously lots at shopco but Huh. Let's bring it back to Shopko. Um, I remember lots of times when we had to put things on the top rack at work. Um, the best place, you know, the best way to do it was kind of just to let gravity take take hold. Um, even if it was had a glass top, say like a like a patio furniture set with <laughs> a glass top. Um, have somebody up at the top and have somebody below and try to catch it. Sometimes you got too nervous to stand under something that weighs a hundred pounds and trying to catch it or break the fall. Yeah. Um, 
I some of that stuff was broken. I remember um, the dining room chairs that were just like loose in boxes, and a certain uh, friend of ours would uh, throw them up behind him over his head. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I don't think Matt Duncan would care if we mentioned him by name, uh, <laughs> no. but he would just toss those motherfuckers. They would get so banged up and damaged, and he just I'm like, use a ladder. Nope, I got him. Yeah, uh, I think that was um, one of the one of the challenges that we started out um, as soon as we got there. You had to try to go blast those chairs up on the top like four high. Oh God, and, that and the but when the bikes showed up on the. Uh, auto pole yeah. oh my god he had to climb up like a 12 foot ladder and try to get a bike from the ceiling what a nightmare oh that i could have broken my neck a few times yeah that, that that shit's super sketchy i don't know why there was no better way to do that i think somebody probably said let's do it this way 15 years previous and that's the way they did it we like never sold bikes there like i never know why they even got a brought up an auto pole. I can't remember a single time a kid actually bought a bike. The only bike story I remember, and uh, this is a good one. I remember one time a kid came in, he rode his bike um, to Shopco and there was no LP person, loss prevention person at the time. And we were not allowed to apprehend thieves. Um, but this kid came in and we had this section of like baseball and football cards up by the, the customer service desk and this kid was uh, clearly stealing this shit, and there was nothing. We could call the cops, but the cops are so slow, they would never get there in time. Um, so this employee, this coworker of ours, went outside while this kid was stealing cards and took his bike and brought it inside and put it behind the counter. So when he tried to get away with his stolen cards, his bike was gone. So he came back in, and he was like, have you guys seen my bike? And she's like, I'll give you your bike back when you give me the cards back. And this little <laughs> shit said, I stole the bike too, so I don't give a fuck and left. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. I don't give a shit. Yep. Like I fucking stole that too. It's not even mine. So good luck. Uh, I'll steal another one. Do you remember chasing someone out of the store when we weren't even working? Like he was shoplifting uh, yeah. and, and he got, he knew we were like, onto him uh, so he bolted out of the store and started beeping and we chased him through like a field chased him around the side of the building he lost matt his shoes duncan, didn't he yeah matt duncan like i think i think he tried to make it through like the uh the ditch or whatever yes. that was on the side of the parking lot <laughs> <laughs> he lost his shoes <laughs> then he just kept going i don't think we i don't think we ever caught him did they no he, he's still running somewhere yeah. <laughs> um, my friend Emil left a message uh, on on uh, his first job, so let's hear from him real quick. It wasn't my first job, but it was definitely the first one that I applied to by myself, and it was the McDonald's closest to my house. I picked it up as a part-time job my senior year of high school, and I just wanted to have some extra spending money. Um, Man, I I did not know what I was doing that entire time, and 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 most of it was just uh my friends that made it then, uh, us and the crew just goofing around the entire time, <laughs> but we still got, got got things done. Like, don't, don't get me wrong, um, but I it was it was a fun five or so months when I when I did it, but 
and, and I think that everyone should do some form of uh, fast food or retail job once, just so that they know what those are are like, what people have to deal with. But man, if I, I, I think I'm pretty past at this point. God forbid, but I would never do it again. <laughs> That's yeah. that's one thing that I never did. I never worked food service like fast food service. Yeah, I don't think I could handle it. I know uh, Nikki worked at Wendy's, and she's told me stories, and she's like, "It's amazing that people are like are are opposed to fast food workers making fifteen dollars an hour." I'm like, they call it unskilled labor. You try to do it for a fucking hour and see if you don't want to kill yourself. It's, yeah, it's a miserable sure. existence. Those people work so fucking hard. It's yeah, it's a nightmare, man. Like. You know, if I ever had to, uh, if, if you know, it came to it, I would, I, I would work any job. I'm not above any job, but it's just like, I don't think I could do it. I, I've had people say like, you know, um, you know, man, like doing, like college wasn't for, isn't for everybody. All this, I'm like, I had to go to college because I know physical labor was not, um, in my future, and it's not because I'm lazy. I'm just not, um, a strong, uh uh durable person with a lot of patience so i knew i had to get into a field where i could sit at a desk or you know uh be in air conditioning and uh not wake up too early and uh you know i i applaud those people who get out there and do it every day especially in midwest winters um Mm -hmm. but you know there's no no uh fun time to work in in food service and you know, like no. like Emil said, I think uh, if everybody had to at least try it one time or another, like I feel like anybody who's worked in a kitchen or worked retail, they all sort of have that known respect that when they go to a store, when they go to a restaurant, you're going to treat those people with respect too. And a lot of people don't. That's yep. Awful. Yep. And when you see those people, I just have to assume they've never, they've either never had to work in that position or uh, are just shitty people in general. Yeah, I think that might be the second one. Yeah, a little bit of both probably, but yeah, I I feel like I I've told people several times like and it's not so much anymore, but as soon as I got out of retail, I'm like I'm never going shopping on Black Friday. And they're like, "Why not?" I'm like, "Cuz I have too much respect for those people." That is that yeah. was like, you know, and it's funny cuz like I had fun on that day, but it's like we cannot stop this stupid consumerist holiday and unless we just all agree to stop going and it's, it's really sort yeah. of been dying off with you know internet um retail yeah. which you know now we just make the amazon employees worry about it instead but uh no it's just yeah. like i remember just some of those days were just like you'd go home and you'd be physically beat and it just you know some fucking asshole at work would just ruin your day by just being just being a dick and for no reason and uh, I can't and uh, fast food people deal with that like every third car is full of assholes right I try so not like hard to be nice to people and in, in, uh, drive through not just because they have control of my food but it's like you know like I said it's just sort of a, I know it's it's hard work and you know it just they, they deserve a lot more respect than they get for sure so did you have any final uh, stories that you could think of before we say goodbye Oh, I mean, I know there's one that involved dog shampoo that I was thinking about one time. Uh, we got some kind of altercation. Yeah, that'd be a good one. To end on. <laughs> <laughs> do you? Do, you might remember it better than I do. I remember uh, throwing a ladder at you because yeah. you you like I don't even remember how I got dog shampoo in my hair, 
We, I think we were in the back. I know that. Um, you were <laughs> at the time. I had I had longer hair, and I I don't know if you were. I don't know, like uh, I don't know what happened. <laughs> called it greasy or something. You like pouring dog shampoo into my hair, and then and then I pushed you into a ladder, and that thing came almost nearly crashing down on you. And that was probably a twenty-five foot ladder. <laughs> yeah, one of the giant ones that we used to get the yeah. uh, bikes down from the ceiling. Uh huh. Yeah, I was thinking about like all the inventory days, and they'd be like, count all these folders, and you would like while the manager's around you act like you're counting them and you're like oh there's like a hundred in this box whatever uh-huh. it's like fuck that because right on the box i mean there are right why do i need to pick it up and count them all right they they try to yeah cut the box open and count them like nope not doing that yeah no or uh when i remember um waiting in the back corner for them to make the announcement over the intercom that we could go home and I remember a certain employee was standing back there bouncing a ball all the time. Uh, oh. And another night overnight employee came in and was like, you're just going to stand around and got in his face. And he was like, I think he called this uh, person a bitch he or something. Two, he, walked, he walked two aisles away <laughs> very, very loudly and clearly said, bitch. <laughs> and she said, what'd you say? <laughs> I called you a bitch. And everybody's buttholes tightened. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I had never been more afraid at that job until that moment. Yeah, it's like, thought, oh yeah, it's scary. I remember there was one employee we did not know worked there um, for several months because they were always in the back uh, hiding, like pushing a cart around, and we would catch glimpses, and we were like, "Is that like we we sort of made some jokes like." what is that? It's like a creature back there. Like we never see this person. Um, and eventually they came out and we're like, okay, they work here. But for the longest time, we weren't sure. It was probably a year until I knew that. that um, person. Person uh, worked there. It was a long time. <laughs> yeah. It uh mysterious and elusive. Yeah, and I, I, you know, I would normally feel bad, but this person was not nice. This person was not nice to us, was not a good coworker, so I don't feel so bad. You know, we're not still not yeah. saying the names, but um, yeah, you know, sort of the, the store troll, the golem of uh, Shopko at times. <laughs> and I, and like I said, I still run into some employees and talk to them. I, I just saw um, the employee that I, I was talking about earlier that stole the bike. She was one of my favorites. I ran into her at a restaurant, I think, and talked to her for a really? little bit. Uh, so many good funny stories. I mean, I could literally go for hours, but I figure we should probably uh, wrap this up. And uh, you know, I, I want to have you come back on. And eventually, it was funny. I was actually thinking about doing that movie that you gave me like twenty years ago for my birthday. That the maid, dude. Yeah, I was when I was scrolling through some of your other ones. I'm like, that would be a perfect one to <laughs> F- finally take the shrink wrap off that one to watch. Yeah, it. I have one well, that. I have one that uh, Aaron Brown gave me for my birthday, like around the same time that I've never watched too. I should have him like on for that one too. That'd be was funny. it a Dane Cook movie or something? No, I, I don't even remember. I think it's like a Luke Wilson movie or something. I'd have to, I know where it's at on my shelf. I don't even know the title. Like 
I have it's probably it has like three inches of dust on it. Yeah. Uh, it, it was like he didn't know me very well, and he, but he wanted to get me a gift for some reason, and he bought this, and uh-huh. I was like, "Thanks, man." Like I don't know what this is, but okay. <laughs> He's just being a nice guy, and I, I still haven't unwrapped it, but uh, it'd be funny yeah. to sort of watch it and and give an honest review on it. But I bet that that made movie you gave me twenty years ago is actually pretty cool. I yeah, I think uh, next time I'm. Come on back. We should watch that. We should crack the seal off that. That sounds like a uh, a good plan. Um, any final mm-hmm. thoughts before we say goodbye, Johnny? Well, I wish. I don't know. I wish we could all be there again for <laughs> one week of our lives and have it like the good old days. But well, I don't think that's possible anymore. Do you have ever have dreams about it? I haven't had one for a long time, but it. it Probably up until like five years ago, I uh, I had them every once in a while. Yeah, I oh. every sporadically I I will get one um, that I'm like back there and I don't know what I'm doing and I'm like mm-hmm. and I'm like messing with people and having fun and no one is like reacting. They're all just like, "What is what? What are you doing?" And I'm like, "This sucks." Like I, mm-hmm. it's like I I had to like leave my my current job and go back and it's like not the same at all. And I'm trying to relive the past and it's awful uh yeah. yeah and it's like a nightmare i'm like i i, I, think, I, I don't know how to use anything and, and it's like i'm expected to and yeah yeah all righty well thanks so much for coming on like i said i'll have you back soon um it's good talking to you good to talk to you Ted. yes have a good night you too thanks again for listening to today's episode if you enjoy the show please leave a review on Apple Podcasts. A special thank you goes out to my friend Scott Schreiner for our intro and outro music. We'll see you next week on First Time Podcast. Hey, Dad. So here's a good story and life lesson. I uh, was sorting pop and beer cans at a Hy-Vee store. I was only 14 years old. And I spent, you know, hours a day tediously uh, sorting beverage cans into the appropriate bags. Um, and, you know, after several months of doing that, um, I think they gave me a a promotion of sort and made me like a grocery bagger, you know. But finally, when I made it up to the front, what I realized was, and these ladies in the customer service department, there was it was a whole it was just a scam. They they would these people would come back with their cans and cash them in, and then the customer service lady at the end of the night would just cash out like fifty dollars in cans for herself. And, uh, you know, so I was kind of like, hey, I've been back here sorting these damn cans for, you know, how many hours now? Why are you, I better, I'm, I better get, uh, better get paid for some of that too. Anyway, uh, it's uh, kind of a dumb story, but.